man who killed the dog was. Uh, well, I just think... Me, What's up, Mike? Jim, what's happening? How you feeling today? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing really good. How about yourself? I'm doing all right, too. You know, a little daily reminder last night about nature. I should send you these videos. They were sick. So I'm getting caught up in, you know, dabbing towards the uh, Roman Empire watching baseball. And I'm like, you know, uh, do I really want to? Do I really want to get involved with this madness? And then it, I was like, I, I can't explain the feeling. And then all of a sudden, the loudest fonder you could imagine an electric light show over my head. I went Facebook Live last night or the other night. Whenever it was, it was last there. night. I, I was, was there. Last... I watched. I watched it. Yeah, yeah. And it, that was just minuscule. But that I felt like that was God's way of going, you want to see some real entertainment? I mean, the lightning bolts were... They were they would shoot across the entire sky and then it was like and the echo would just go and go and go. It was it was awesome. I gotta say it was freaking I, awesome. Dude, those storms are great, but nothing beats the ones they have in Florida. They're just they're something else. I've seen the Carolinas have some sick shows, but I don't think any I, I'm not sure any place beats Florida. It's absolutely it's nuts so. So Anyway, that was that. And so I'm I'm excited today, and I'll tell you why. Um, and again, once again, all the all the people that have viewed the comedy special, somebody had to say it. I just cannot thank you enough. I I and it continues. It hasn't, it just keeps coming and keeps coming and keeps coming. So a lot of people need to laugh, and a lot of people enjoyed what I was putting out there. I will have some more stuff to put out there very soon. Um, you know, I was toying with advertisers. I, I hate, I feel dirty, but um, I do have some cool advertisers that want to jump in. They're like, hey, man, just do it your own way. If you're not into the product, blah, blah, blah. So I'm warning you now, that's probably going to come. And uh, I can guarantee you it's not going to be anything too corny or weird or whatever. Um, and if you want to advertise, let us know. Is it uh, Pizza Hut? <laughs> <laughs> it is not Pizza Hut. I will tell you that right now. There will be nobody getting pushed into a pool um, for anyone who really gets that reference. But now there's some. there's a company that – I already have an idea what I want to do with it. Um, I got your friends that if I give them a product, they'll be brutally honest. And I think, I think the following too, they just want to support you. And I'm starting to learn that more of Patreon and even here on the Bruniverse. So many people they just, they're just happy feeling. They want to support you. So no matter what I say or do, they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out as long as it's honest. Um, so when the madness all kicked in a couple years ago, I would I would follow certain certain people on on uh, Instagram, 
And I really liked some of the message that he had, or if it was thought provoking, and it really made me think deeper uh, and broaden my whole thought process. And a lot of them were spiritual. A lot of them were just mind blowing. Some of them were conspiracies. Some of them, and still continues to be, were just just theories in general. But I started I started watching this one guy. <clears throat> And I followed him and he had his own products and he was really into eating right and doing the right thing. And, and not only that, just mind, spirit and all that. And he would, he would always put out things and I really, I really get jazzed up about some of the stuff. And I actually reached out to him. I said, hey, I love what you're doing. Please keep doing what you're doing. And then I watched him go through this whole process of, he would he would get these products like natural products and then and i would learn from him and then he ended up opening his own store and i really really part of me was like i'm gonna go there i'm gonna show up it's gonna it's gonna be weird but uh but long story short i finally got him reached out and I finally got him to come on today to talk about a bunch of things. I got a, a couple videos that I've, that I picked out. There's so many videos I wanted to talk about. There, I don't know. We don't have enough time. We just don't have enough time. And I'm going to, uh, and I hope I don't pronounce his name wrong, but uh, we're going to bring him on right now. Please welcome Mazani. Did I say that right? Yeah, you said it right. You said it right. What's up, Jim? How you doing? Where are you out of? I'm, I'm I'm originally from Brooklyn, New York, but I live in South Carolina now. My store, my business, I'm actually in my business now, and it's located in Columbia, South Carolina. Ah, you are in Columbia. So yeah. you used to, right? I'm right. I remember you talking about certain water and like sea moss and yeah. just like really healthy stuff. Uh -huh. And I just watched your whole process of of opening the store and having people there is the store doing good yeah the store is doing awesome uh we just had our two-year anniversary last well june this june that just passed was our two-year anniversary so we opened in the beginning of the pandemic which was 2020 and now it's 2022 and we're still here we're still surviving that's amazing man yeah. not many not many people can pull that off so mm -hmm. what made you go to columbia uh, believe it or not, um, I'm from New York. Like I said, I love New York. I love the city. I love the people. I love the diversity. But it's just overcrowded sometimes, and it's real hectic and aggressive. And my friend from high school, he moved to Columbia, South Carolina, and I came out here one day just to visit him. And when I came to visit, I'm like, oh, wow, there's a bunch of nature, trees, water. You don't see it <laughs> right. in New York like that, especially in the right. city. So I just right. fell in love with it. I went back to New York and we had Hurricane Sandy. You couldn't get gas. We couldn't get nothing for about two weeks. And I said, all right, that's it. I'm out of here. I'm going to South Carolina. And I've been Isn't it crazy? Yeah. Well, good you. You know, isn't it? I talked about Hurricane Sandy where uh -huh. we couldn't get gas yep. in New York yeah. and yeah. New Jersey, the biggest ports in the world. And like, what it? What is the problem? Yeah. Remember, we'd have to drive to either Connecticut or yep. Pennsylvania. I lived in Jersey. I had to go to Pennsylvania wow. and, and get on a line 
that would last 24 hours. Yep. And then we had, we'd have friends that'd be like a cop. Like I knew a cop in town. I'm like, come on, man. I know. <laughs> I know, you know, something's like Jim, I swear to God. I, yep. I don't, if they tell us like, they don't even tell us. It's just too crazy right now. And that is, that's, that is also the time which I won't get into right now, where I decided to get a uh, something to protect my home, which I never, <laughs> ever even thought about until that moment. Yeah, like, you never know. I got, a wife, I got a wife and three girls, and people show up, and they're like, hey, there's got some food and some exactly, women inside. Exactly. And that's how quick done. that changes. So I love what you've been putting out there on every level on every level and um i want to share with everyone uh, a couple videos um the one of the most recent ones which i love how you explain this because one of my best friends that everyone knows here shaka mm -hmm. thinks along the same way and 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 you you just i thought you just nailed it mike can you play um the, the first video, the stepping away from God. And, and mm, I remember that one. I love this one. Think God left. No, God didn't leave. We left. We stopped operating in the frequency range of God. You get what I'm saying? Same thing with that Wi-Fi router in your cell phone. If you step outside your house, you might lose signal to that Wi-Fi router. You get what I'm saying? So if you step out of the frequency range where God can access you and be a blessing to you, you might lose the connection with God. That's what happened to us. They took us outside of our original selves and put us in this concrete jungle, this concrete hell. So now we searching and searching, searching for God and forgot that God is inside of us. We forgot that God is in our house. God is right here inside of us. You know what I'm saying? So we keep searching on the outside. We never going to find him. We got to go back in. You got to go back in. You got to go quiet your mind. You got to go sit down and be quiet sometimes. You got to meditate. You got to talk to yourself. You got to ask yourself these questions. God, yeah. you can't, you, you just can't make it any more simpler. I tell everyone <laughs> all the time, sit, be still and be silent. Yeah. And don't ask for like a new car and all that chest. Ask for real, <laughs> real questions. And you, exactly. I loved, when, I loved when you said like concrete jungle. I always. Look, I've yeah, been, I've, I've been all over the world. And what fascinates me more is natural humanity. And what I mean by that is as native as you can get. And yeah. I always try to figure out how did we get to this? And, you know, they call us the civilized world and yeah. the, the modern day. And the well, I, I, keep, I keep saying, I don't know if we're civilized. If anything, I think... I think tribes are more civilized. Yeah, they closer to the earth. They more connected with the with, with nature, with the earth, with what's going on, with the vibration. We 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 would like to think that we're civilized because we wear suits and ties and shoes, and we're disconnecting ourselves from the earth. The earth is a consciousness. Um, it has emotions. It has feelings. It has all these things that we we like a little earth inside of the earth. So, the more we get into these corporate buildings and these concrete walls and these cement walls this we, we disconnecting ourselves from nature yeah it's almost 
And when you, and the more you do that, when you really, really tap into your emotions, you feel, I don't know about you, but you feel complete emptiness, mm-hmm. soulless. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, just being indoors in general makes me feel that way. I, I don't, I just took a trip. I went to Alaska, no mm-hmm. Wi-Fi, no phones. I was on a, I was on a little boat and we were just mm-hmm. gone for 10 nights. And the more nature I saw, the more in tune I got with my spirit, the more in tune I got with God. Once again, it was like taking a beautiful shower. And it was so, and I've been in a funk since I've been back. Cause I, it's like the more I look at the madness around us, it just, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't know. It's, I don't know what it is or where it's going. I guess all we can do is just hold on to what we have and hope that people eventually catch up. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Menzine. Yeah, um, might be a long. They might have a lot of catching up to do. Is that something that's been inside you your whole life, or is this something that you taught or learned? Um, I think pain and, and trauma, and you know, just going through situations, going through life, teaches you. Like pain is a teacher as well. It's, I always say there's two types of teachers. You either got a parent or 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 an adult that's trying to guide you and then you got pain and suffering because you were too stubborn to listen to that parent or that adult and growing up i only had my mother around and she wasn't around enough to teach because she, she's actually a teacher but she had to teach other children so i would never really see it like that when she come home she's tired so i did a lot of bad things not bad things like i was a criminal but i just was i had behavior problems i couldn't sit still in class because not because uh, they would call it ADHD, but I just wasn't being challenged. I wasn't being taught the way I needed to be taught. Every every child learns at a different pace and at a different rate. And I felt like the traditional school system was not catering to my needs. So I would act up in class. I would, I would make jokes. I was the class clown. I would cut school. I would just do bad things, right? Um, and sometimes the bad things led me into trouble. And every time I got into trouble, it was always a lesson that I had to learn. So I started to realize, wait a minute, the more I get into pain, the more I become enlightened. It's almost like, it's almost like, dang, this pain is my, my teacher. And then I came up with the concept that, dang, pain is, pain is really a teacher. And that's how I started to learn about meditation because I was alone. I would cry to myself. And then I started researching a bunch of stuff. But pain definitely led to this enlightenment stage in my life. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think a lot of people find it with death. Mm-hmm. with what you said pain whatever struggle it really is sad i mean i watch it my people very close to me whether they were brought up in an environment with missing a dad mm-hmm. which led to terrible i mean prison uh drugs juvenile um and then i've watched those people survive and, yeah. and and some make it, some don't. I have others mm-hmm. that had horrible, horrible upbringings, and they just they turn to the drugs, they turn to the booze, they turn to numbing themselves, and they yeah. can never beat that addiction. Mm-hmm. But it, it it really is mind boggling how powerful the man the mind can control your life, exactly. your life, and which we see each and every day. Whee! All right. Um, this. I saw this video 
and uh-huh. I'm glad you and I'm glad you posted too. And everybody should wrap their head around this one. Mike, get ready. It's going to be the Will Smith one. But let me talk about this. There's going to be two Will Smith ones. But the first one, I, I started. I saw when I saw Disney's Star Wars, the newer versions, a couple of years ago, and. Mm. Princess Leia was already dead. And the bad guy was dead for years. And mm. he co-starred in the movie. And I'm like, wait a minute. What is this? I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> if, how long have they had this technology? And you can't tell me that when you have the power of technology mm-hmm. to create something that doesn't exist and makes you look real mm-hmm. and make it look interactive so human like we are right now and it doesn't even exist is mind-blowing to me and which is why i keep explaining to people you have no clue what we're looking at right now you know like a couple two weeks ago i said I don't believe that's Biden. I, I'm just, it's just a dumb thought. I'm just, I don't yeah. know. I'm it with you on that one. AI. It could be, I, I don't know what it is. I just ain't buying. That's the guy from six years ago. I'm not buying that he had a face talk. I'm not mm-hmm. buying that his eyes changed color. I'm not buying it. Call me a freak. Call me what? That's just me. I'm wet. So watch this video because this video should make. You and listen closely to what he says. This is supposedly Will Smith. Listen closely to what he says. For instance, y'all think I got time to go on vacation? No, I got social to do. Come on, man, this is blue screen. In fact, I'm gonna keep it 100 with y'all. I haven't looked like this good. In years, Listen to what he's I've been totally computer generated since like the 90s. You know what? This ain't even real blue screen. It's 2019, y'all. Nothing's real. Nothing's real. <laughs> Dude! <clears throat> yeah. He says the power of perception. perception. Yeah. That's a that's a huge statement. And then he says, I haven't looked this good for years. Mm-hmm. I've been computer generated. What do you say? Since the 90s. Yeah, this technology has been around. See, most people will see that video and they'll be like, oh, it's just Will Smith. He's just joking around. That's what he does. And then um, you got your conspiracy theorist like me. That'd be like, hmm, you got to start holding people accountable for what they're saying. And then you got to just do some research. And I start to do research on a lot of these videos. And yeah. they have this technology. They have, you can go get a clone. You can buy a clone. They have it for like $1.2 million, depending on what you, uh, what, what kind of clone you want. Um, what? Yeah, this technology is out there. They even, they put in, a, it's this new TV show called Westworld. You got to go watch it. They talking about everything that's happening right now. It's on Hulu. It's called Westworld. 
And um, this is their way of exposing the truth, but they expose it in the form of entertainment. So we see it, we laugh at it, we just think it's a TV show, but they're showing you what they're doing. What do you mean you can buy a clone? You can buy a clone. Um, now, a regular person can't just go buy a clone, but if you're rich and you're wealthy, you can have yourself cloned. You can have yourself... They, they had cloning technologies since since the 20s, since the 40s. Uh, have you ever heard of Nicholas Tesla? Um, right. He got he 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 had so much technology. The government got his patents and things like that of that nature. But um, they had cloning for a while, for a long time. And here's another here's just another theory, right? Um, people eat meat every day: chicken, beef, pork, whatever animal you decide to eat. Ah, it's your it's your preference. I I don't. That's not me, right? Um, yeah. but just think about how many restaurants, how many let's let's just name one restaurant: McDonald's. It's over. It's over a hundred thousand McDonald's around the world. How is, do you have that much cow beef to feed the entire world three, four times a day? Where is this beef coming? Cows don't reproduce at that rate. You get what I'm saying? Where is this beef coming from? And it's just a good mm -hmm. question. And then when you start to add research to it, it's like, ah, I got you. This is what's happening. Wow. So. I always I, I started thinking about the whole meat thing. Mm -hmm. Like, how much meat can you have out there to supply the world nonstop every day, every day in all these fast food markets? And that's not even counting once you get the sub fast food places. Mm -hmm. There, you know, you have your McDonald's, your Burger King, your Wendy's. Uh, Whatever, Chick -fil -A, whatever. Yeah, yeah Chick-fil-A, all those jazz. But now there's even little ones that are breaking out here and here. You know, mm -hmm. five guys and stuff like that. Like where how it's impossible. It's it's impossible, it's, it's impossible <laughs> to feed that much every day. It's it's pure lunacy. And not have a shortage on cows. And not have a shortage on cows, but that now I kept you know, some people talk about the cloning and I'm hearing it more and more and more and more. They're really putting it out there. The cloning, 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 cloning. And so you looked up where you can, if I'm worth $40 million, I can mm -hmm. go to a company, which I know, I think Bill Clinton talked about it. Bill mm -hmm. Clinton, there's a speech with him talking about cloning or someone's talking about cloning. That was a high up, either president or something. So you can... If I'm worth a lot of money, I can go to a company uh -huh. and I say, I want to be cloned. But what exactly, what comes out of it? Like what, a human? A, a, yeah, a, 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 a duplicate version of yourself. Um, and they have it in different stages too. You can have a teenage version of yourself cloned from your DNA. Your DNA is real powerful. Um, once they get your DNA, they can clone they can make a duplicate you. I'm talking about a duplicate. I mean, even if we talk about this Joe Biden, right? Yeah. Yeah. To me, this is my opinion. I'm not going to say this is factual. No, it's all um, opinion and all conversation. That man is a clone. If you look at the, if you look at Joe Biden, uh, <laughs> the different stages of Joe Biden, he starts to look different. He's experiencing dementia. Like he is just so much going on that it's like this is not the same. At one video, he had a mat. It was like a the mask. Biden. And the, yeah, it's like he had a mat. It's like yo, who it is ended this here? Pre pretending to be Joe Biden. <laughs> yes, I saw that. It ended like right by his neck. 
Yeah, and you had some people in the want- comments, they was like, oh, it's the lightning in the room. I said, come on, y'all. You can't be this naive. You can't be this, I mean, gullible. People just believe whatever they say. Yeah, Mazani, listen, people are this mm-hmm. gullible. I learned that through COVID. I learned yeah. immediately. I mean, I knew people were gullible. I knew they'd believe anything. Mm-hmm. But I really saw it. Once this whole man is kicked in, wow! So wow, we can actually clone. Yeah. All right, so this I thought was interesting too. So this maybe is the real uh, Will Smith right here. You felt that the government was deliberately spraying cold germs in subways, was deliberately trying to make people ill with the AIDS virus. This is pretty serious stuff. Do you really feel that? Well, that's a good question. Well, I'm with Barbara Walters. Oh, that's a serious one. I gotta, you know, because people are gonna chase me after this. People are gonna chase me. Um, I believe that it is quite highly possible that that the, the AIDS virus is a result of genetic warfare testing. Bye. American agents. Mm-hmm. Now, I vaguely remember him on Barbara Walters, but it always seems when they hit a certain plateau and they start realizing and saying certain things, mm-hmm. the whole distraction and the whole different part of that person comes. So, now you got you got my mind thinking. I don't even know if Will Smith that we. I don't buy one bit that was Will Smith at the Oscars. I don't, you can't you can't pay me enough money. You're gonna have to convince me that was the Will Smith that came out of Mrs. Smith's wound, mm-hmm. and that's the real human being that was at the Chris Rock and the blah blah blah. To me, that was a full-blown weird clown show. Yeah, that was the ritual. That was that was a whole ritual. Uh, you know, Hollywood, they 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 do these things where they have certain rituals, they have uh humiliation rituals, and um these are things that they do. They do it and I you know, you need an audience, and what bigger audience to have than the whole world watching the Oscars? Um, even if you look at the ratings on that show, the, the ratings were down tremendously. But once everybody heard about that smack, everybody started tuning in, people started watching it. So it was a ritual. To get people engaged, um, and they and they they pull off these rituals with media. The media is because it's on TV; it's believable. It looks real. That they, they, that whole thing was set up. <laughs> even, 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 if it, even if it wasn't the real Will Smith, they still set it. They still set it up. It was a ritual. It was a little weird. You know, he's holding his hand, and, and yeah, the whole slap. It was. He's got crazy. he's got his hand in the pocket, which is oh yeah, the, a, yeah, 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 the Masonic, yeah. It's very Masonic looking, whether you believe that or not. There's the, the triangle behind him. With the eye, like, it's, it's just like, come on, yeah. Symbolism, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta look at symbolism. You gotta look up occultism. You gotta look these things up, and it's not like they're they're hidden. If you do the research, it's gonna just pop right up, and it's like, okay, wait a minute here, this is what's going on. And you have to know, you have to know who these people are. They do these type of things. 
Um, and when I say they, I'm talking about the government. I don't like to hold back when I speak, so I don't know how you do it. Oh, your, dude, yeah. we go as far and what you know, yeah. you, there's no holding okay. back. Okay, no now, holding that, back. now that I got that clearance, the Zero. government, the government, they state they stage a lot of things. They stage the shootings, they stage the killings, they stage the media, they stage the, they stage so much things to promote this uh fear into into this into the world and we believe it we eat it up mm-hmm. you do it with politics i call it politics i love that you call it politics yeah, politics the democrats the republicans it's all the same side of one coin i mean two <laughs> sides of one coin professional wrestling exactly the same thing when i was young i thought professional wrestling was so real like so I, I used to love the rock stone coke steve austin and then at a point you got to grow up and be like okay wait a minute here I see what you guys are doing. Y'all practice this. And then y'all come out and y'all put on a show. It's just a show. It's, it's just a-, a soap opera for mm-hmm. testosterone. It's all exactly. full-blown testosterone. It's very interesting you say um, that you, you, when did you start tapping into all this? Uh, I had my first awakening, believe it or not, like around 2012. Mm. 2012. That's when I... First, just started questioning everything I believed in. I, I was born into a Christian home. I went to a mm. Christian church. But around 2012 is the year that I was like, I was just questioning everything. I was questioning God. I was questioning reality. I always was the child in school that would just question my teacher. I would ask them questions that no other body, no other student would ask. So I always had a sharp mind. But 2012 mm. is when I really took it full throttle. Mm. Was and it, it just wasn't an event or anything. It was just a particular time in your life. No, it it, it was an event. It was an event. Um, um, my dog. I had a German Shepherd dog, Spice. He's dead. Rest in peace, Spice. He was a beautiful dog. Uh, he he was he was he was the best. I come home one day from playing basketball, and he he's moving funny. He's moving weird in the yard. And I'm over here like Spice. What's going on? What's wrong with you? And uh, he caught a squirrel. He ran to the back of the house, came back to the front of the house. He had blood in his mouth. He had a squirrel. I'm like, oh, Spice, what you doing? He ate the whole squirrel in front of me. (laughs) The tail, everything. And from that moment, I could not eat meat no more. Like, that was the universe saying, here you go. You want to eat meat? This is full in your face. No no National Geographic, no Discovery Channel. This is how it looks if you want to eat it. And it made me sick to my stomach to where I couldn't eat meat no more. Mm. So I I went on Google. I started researching. Why do I feel sick if my dog ate a squirrel? And then I started seeing things about veganism, our stomachs, our teeth, our digestive system. And I was like, hmm. Then I started seeing about what they put in the food to preserve it, the hormones, mm. the chemicals, the drugs. And I'm like, hmm. And then I think from that stage of my life, I just started researching everything. I researched everything after that. Yeah, it's amazing how many people don't research that. But it's interesting how you... Like when you talk about the rituals and all that stuff, it's uh, a lot of people are bringing that up. Um, and people don't believe in it or they just think it's so far-fetched and they don't realize it's it's not that far-fetched. And once you catch on to the symbols, mm-hmm. the many, many symbols, the bad, yeah. the eye. <laughs> Every artist had an album cover with one eye. It's almost, it's almost comical and it's almost so obvious after a while. And I've shown, I've been showing people for years 
And they're like, well, maybe it's just the same photographer. I'm like, oh my God. So the same photographer existed in the 30s and the 40s and the 50s. They all they all did this and <laughs> and, and like that's how long this, this photographer has been around. That's just a right. cool thing to do. And you could see the transition of each individual. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's whether it's a, a, a rap artist, a pop artist, a mm-hmm. rock artist, you can see when they start compared to what happens after they become popular you see the the darkness that has taken over them you see that their soul has been sucked out and they they, they just realize but they can't walk away from the group don't you want this you know you want this it's yeah. so hard to walk away from a Surf and turf, a hundred and twenty dollars, twenty ounce lobster mm-hmm. tail with filet mignon, char broiled mm-hmm. and shrimp, and the biggest people in the world are catering to you and you yeah. on the world. You want to get on that day. boat? It's the big one, but all oh, the price to pay. All right. Exactly. Um, this is something I try to teach people too. play the politics because you say something really like you say the obvious at the end, at least to me, where every mm-hmm. time I see these situations, I go, OK, so you just think people just started going, hey, let's all just do this right now. This is so well organized. Go ahead, play this. stupid you don't think they're paid you don't think this was well organized for it's a sham it's a way to it's and and the media just happened to be like just happened to be there oh my god the stupidity that people buy these events hook line sticker is mind-blowing to me Mm -hmm. The, the only thing that i feel good is that this thing didn't take off it didn't take off whatsoever it really didn't Mind you, that was in a city where abortion is legal. So it wasn't even no reason for them to protest. Abortion is legal in, in California. <laughs> so, and, and then that's right. That's even the more the stupidity. You're fine. What are, what are, what are, what are you doing? <laughs> this didn't affect me at all. Oh, my God. Um, but there's one that I learned a long time ago. This, this may be my favorite one. And... I feel like a lot of, uh, um, I'll say white people, 
a lot of people in general mm -hmm. because it's not on their radar may not understand this where i feel i i had a very close glimpse of this uh in 1992-3-91-92-93 when i was on the uptown comedy club in harlem i learned i learned a couple things but play this clip this is this is fascinating move just one black family into a decent white neighborhood and the other homeowners will throw money at you faster than you can count it negroes aren't stupid given a choice even they don't want to live among other negroes nothing more american than people willingly paying double for something they can't afford in the first place and what happens once they realize they have been swindled well you could always ask miss koyser if you could borrow a sanitary napkin <laughs> if they make their mortgage payments we win if they default we win. Oh, you pray they miss their nut. And then you put those houses right back on the market. At another markup. And by this time, it's an all-Negro neighborhood. An entire population of Negroes who can't secure traditional mortgages. Do you need an abacus? Uncle, 6%. Oh, there you go. So this is how they did it. This is how white people created the hood. This is how white people created the ghetto. This was done purposely. They wanted to turn black neighborhoods into prisoner-making machines. Wow. Mm-hmm. Now, what is your what is your thoughts on? You, you, clearly, you that that meant a lot, and I'll, I'll say what I have to say. But you know, when I, before I even ask you, I just remember. I sat in the car with Tracy Morgan mm -hmm. and, um, you know, we caught a buzz was, and we were sitting there listening to soul music and rhythm and blues. And, and he was telling me how he grew up in the hood, in the ghetto. And I didn't really believe him a hundred percent. You know, he would say it, but he was also very animated, very funny, uh, and yet very deep and spiritual. And, we started picking each other's brains, like real life conversation, real life conversation. And I remember asking him, you know, he was, he was basically saying, Jim, we can't, I can't get out of here. So why do you say that? He says, you can go wherever you want. And he goes, there's no incentive. He goes, look at, look at, look at our neighborhood. Look at what we got here. We're selling bodegas, selling so there's there's chinese place everything's fried everything's here to kill your cholesterol everything's here to, uh, to booze and and they pay us who pays us and then the government pays us he says each one of my kids i get a paycheck and they send me cheese they send me government cheese i went what and we were laughing you know i was like he's as good as Velveeta. i'm like i eat Velveeta cheese i'm not <laughs> a government and we just we had some hard laughs but it also it fascinated me. Like, what do you mean you get paid? What do you, what do you mean you get a check per kid? Say, so I get a check per kid, whether I stay or not. You know, it's like money. Like, what? Um, and then I also remembered, you know, watching. I, I remember watching someone get shot, mm. and I was more. I was more blown away 
that this was a uh, something they were used to. Meaning, I remember Tracy came out. I was in the hallway, and I thought it was fireworks. And Tracy said, who got shot? And I went, oh, you heard the fireworks? And he just casually said, no, somebody got shot. Uh -huh. Just like that. And then he looked across the street. He said, oh, he's across the street. Mm -hmm. And he went outside, and I, and I looked. I was like, no, no. And I walked, and I just, I stood. It was like a movie scene. I stood, and I watched this guy struggle for his life. He's shot in the head and his groin, mm -hmm. and I was just watching the the trickle of blood go down the curb and into the street. It was so surreal, but I think more surreal was you had people going, look at you now. That's what you get for selling that shit. That's what you got. We told you not to, you know, screw you, man. And then you had others. I had another guy who was talking about, like, that's what it smelled like, Vietnam. You smell the smoke. You still smell the smoke. And I just everything was slow motion to me. And I just remember everyone from uptown just kind of grabbed me like, Jim, come on. <laughs> Jim, come on. Jim looks mm -hmm. fucked up. Let's go. And I just it that whole time. And I got to say the love and all that. Oh, I only get into all that, too. The mm -hmm. love in that community. went once they realized I didn't have any fear and I and I had nothing but respect. Mm. They, I loved going there. Loved, yeah. loved going. There. Anyway, I just thought that 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 video struck a, a chord with me, and it brought me back to that moment in time. And I always kind of wished where people from all areas can sit down and have the deepest, most honest conversation, whether they're getting stoned or mm -hmm. just hanging out, whatever it is. And just talk the way everyone sees it and feels it in the way it is. And then how do you move on from there? Exactly. I think to be honest, I wish the world uh, was like that. You have some groups. You have some. I, I, I've been to. I've been to an event where uh, it, it, the way you described it is exactly how I went. People would just go. They get high. They just have a beer or something. And everybody talk. It'd be different races, different people from different parts of the world, and they just talk mm. about how they feel and their experiences. And I and I sat in on one, and um, it was great conversation. And nobody took offense. Nobody was egotistical or pumping up their chest or or demanding. <coughs> it was just. It was just people just saying how they feel. And that was that was a beautiful thing. But the world can't handle that because they're controlled by the media. And um you say one you say one wrong thing, whether it's your truth or how you feel, you're 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 hurting somebody's feelings and now you're a sexist or you're a homophobe or you're you know what I'm saying you're you're something that like, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just I'm just describing something here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, it it's all categorized. Yeah, it's, it sucks. It sucks that you can't have freedom of speech even though you're supposed to have freedom of speech. Yeah. And I still feel like um, they do everything, everything in their, in their, in their power mm. to keep everybody separated, whether it's, whether it's, whether it's class or race. Of and course. when I say, 
when, even when I say class, I do remember when, because what happens is when you start making certain finances, you know, mm -hmm. and, I, and I remember, I remember even Tracy, you know, once he got signed at live, he, <laughs> he started making money. He bought, he bought crazy. He bought like a big souped up expedite, got Rottweilers. I'm like, uh -huh. Tracy. Tracy, chill out, chill out, okay? Because we're, we're we're contracted for nine episodes, man. Relax. And what made me laugh—it's not funny, but it's funny. But it was a lesson. Uh -huh. I guess he went to the neighborhood he grew up in, and they popped his tires, mm. and he was so hurt by that. And I said, Tracy, you—that's showing off. Yeah. You're showing off. You're he's like, no, I want to show them I can make. I'm like, no. I, I I remember when I first got a Schwinn Scrambler. I was like nine years old, and mm -hmm. this car, this bike was worth way more than anyone in the neighborhood. And I could I it was freezing outside. I let everyone know I got the best damn bike. I got mags, I uh -huh. got everything, and they stole that. Mm. They broke in my garage and stole it and tore it apart. And I had a, it, it was, but it was a lesson I learned like, don't flash in front of people that don't have A, it just ain't cool. And B, they're going to take it. They're yeah. eventually going to take it. And um, I don't know why I'm getting into this, but I was just, I just remember. So what happens is you then. You know, once I started, I, I was living in a blue collar neighborhood. And then once I got sent at live, mm -hmm. started to make more money. But then I noticed people around me were like, oh, big shot. Yeah, dang it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And then they were hovering. I was like, dude, I got to I gotta get out of this neighborhood. And then you move to a neighborhood where you're a little more comfortable. And then everyone kind of makes the same money. But I don't fit in with these people. But mm -hmm. and, uh, it, and it just goes to a class thing. But... Yeah, yeah. It's they definitely they they do that. It's divide and conquer. They don't want everybody always. together. They don't want everybody in the same class, making the same pay, making the same this because it's, we can we can have we have common ground now. We have mutual interests. We have something that we can relate with each other about. And if we can relate, we can become friends. We can really see now who the real enemy is. So it's always divide and conquer. You stay over here. You stay over there. You make this. You make that. You make that. We're always going to be envious of each other. Of each other because you got something i don't have and i got something you don't have but if we always on the same page we will all see the common goal and they don't want that no they never want that and i always i always i always wondered if we're gonna see that in our lifetime where we're like a group of all different i, I used to have this vision i sound corny right now but i'm just being serious Mm -hmm. I had this vision years ago. Maybe it was when I would get buzzed or whatever, but I would have this vision of all individuals, meaning like straight, like poorest of poor, white, trash, um, the worst neighborhoods, Latino, all of it. Finally, mm -hmm. finally, and middle class and all classes realizing we've all been hoodwinkled. Mm-hmm. And we all just start a slow walk. This is crazy. This is like a movie. A slow <laughs> walk 
across the entire country together and just to let them know like you can't divide us anymore we're we're on to you you've been lying to us since we came out of the womb uh -huh. you've been dividing us since dude i i'm gonna be straight out with you and i tell people and this is this is a a, a beautiful thing the media is so powerful that mm -hmm. If I didn't grow as a human or I didn't grow out of the place that I grew up in, I would have never saw you as a person mm. ever, ever. I have no problem admitting that because that was part of me. When I was a teenager, there's no way black was just you, all, all of you committed mm -hmm. crimes. You were just you, animals. animals. That's, the, that's the picture they put out there of us. Animals. And we, and, was, in a, we was in such a bad environment growing up that we were made to be that way so it's not only are you hearing this you're also seeing black people do these things and it's like oh, i don't want to be around them i don't want to be around them. you know what i'm saying but yeah. they made it this way yes 100 percent. and what changed my life was getting that show the uptown comedy club mm. in harlem and people always say you know was Sunday like the best i go no Uptown Comedy Club was the best. Mm -hmm. And the reason being is we created such a, a, a beautiful, I don't even know how to say it. It was just such a beautiful time in life getting to know so many different people. Everyone thought I was a cop. Everyone thought I was a cop. I'd go out <laughs> in the corner and I'd have Jamaican, which I, that's another thing. I didn't even know there was different. I didn't, I didn't know there was West Indian black and, uh -huh. and, and this type of black and, and the Jamaicans would tell me the Haitians were lazy and they're the ones that caused all the problems. And the Haitians were like, no, 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 it's them. I'm like, I don't, listen, man, I ain't a cop. I'm not here to bother anyone. And then we'd have the, we, it was such a beautiful time, but then where it really, really struck a chord and made me grow spiritually, mentally, all that was when I went back to the area I grew up in. And mm -hmm. I wanted to spread out my peacock feathers because mm -hmm. the show was on now. And I'm on television. I got out and I'm on television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went to a local bar and I saw someone from high school that was extremely popular. And mm -hmm. I used to really look up to. And, and I, I told the bartender, like, hey, man, can you turn on Channel 5? You know, it's the uptown. Call you turn on. I'm just kind of sitting looking around like who's gonna notice? Who's gonna I'm gonna notice me. <laughs> and this guy and his and his three friends were next to me. He's like, hey man, I'll never forget this the rest of my life. He didn't say congrats. He said in in just a disgusted, pure disgust. Mm. what's it like working with all them and mm. i went it's that's when i went and, and and my first reaction i went no man it's the you don't understand that's like the best time you don't understand i can mm -hmm. hang out there and dude i you understand that's that's yee yee and that's kevin and that's mm -hmm. maceo maceo me and maceo and he looked at me and he went Oh, I'm making you say that because they pay you now. <laughs> and I, but instead of, instead of trying to 
convinced them what I learned at that moment in life mm -hmm. was the world that's in that mindset will never change mm. because that's all they know. No, exactly. And that was me probably four years, five years prior. Mm -hmm. If I never left mm. and that boggled like that was such a change in my life that i will mm -hmm. never i'll never forget and i didn't look at it as black white i just looked at it as the power to teach people to hate mm -hmm. when you know nothing about it exactly. nothing about it it was it was uh yeah well dude i'm gonna come visit you i gotta i gotta come visit yeah come out here i'll be out here I be I be everywhere, but my store and I live out here. But I'm I'm tell actually me, to New York. Tell everyone week. about your store. Can they order online? You got yeah. really cool stuff there. Tell me yeah, about. Yeah, we your got store. all types of stuff. We got CMOS detoxes. So I opened up this store because um I was really into spirituality and uh, natural holistic products, and um you couldn't find it really nowhere down here besides one or two stores. It was like a shortage of these type of stores. So I said, yeah. you know what, I want to open up mine. And that's when COVID and everything was going rampant online. And um, I knew a great herbalist. Um, he 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 does a terrific job. I'm not an herbalist myself, but he's he's my herbalist, and he makes up a lot of my products for me. Um, but I sell clothes, copper, incense, jewelry, sea moss, alkaline water, crystals. Sell a bunch of things, and you can order online. The website is www.unclifestore.com. Unk is spelled A N K H, not Unk like U N C E like Uncle, but it's A N K H like the yeah across yeah yep yep you, you know? say a lot of amazing stuff man i love what you put out there and yeah, yeah. i hope we appreciate get to connect you. i hope yeah, we get definitely. to connect i appreciate you recognizing me and reaching out to me and, and inspiring me to keep up the good job and, and spreading knowledge um and that's a big thing support is a big thing because so many people make you try to seem like you're crazy because you're trying to help them and trying to wake them up so for, for a random person um not calling you random, but just for a person no, that, that, that don't know you from nowhere, sends you a message and say, hey, man, keep up the great work. That makes everything in the world. You know what I'm saying? That makes me feel great because it's like, dang, at least one person get where I'm coming from. And I'm not oh. doing nothing but trying to help. No, I, I, I heard you loud and clear two years ago, I think mm -hmm. is either a year and a half, two years ago is when I first reached out to you. And I remember... I didn't say who I, you know, I didn't say like, hey, I'm a, I'm an actor, blah, blah. You went, yeah, yeah, yeah. you responded going, you that dude on half bait, right? Uh-huh. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> no, that's me. I know. Yeah, that was a long time ago. But yeah, I am the guy from half yeah. and Chappelle and all that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was my movie. That was my movie in high school. <laughs> that was a lot of people's movie. That was a lot of people's movie. Yeah. It continues to be a lot of people's movie. It was, um... I'm not gonna lie to you. That was, that was a great moment in time putting that entertainment out. That was. I remember just reading the script. I don't think I ever laughed so hard just at the <laughs> script. I remember Chappelle came to me. He's like, Jim, you got to be in this weed movie, man. You you're gonna you're gonna knock this side. He's like, you don't even need makeup. The way you look, you don't. You don't even, you, you got you're gonna it. crush it. And he did. We crushed it. It was yeah, amazing. Yeah. Um, Mazzani. Thank you. No problem. No problem. I appreciate you. Anytime I appreciate you want to do another call, another podcast, we get on the phone, we chop it up. You know, I got tons of topics to talk about. So, bro, anytime. 
I feel like you held back a lot today. So the yeah, next, we're we're I gonna held back because I didn't want to. I didn't know your audience, and I didn't want to be like, okay, these people can't handle what I'm about to say. They go oh, like, oh, listen, conspiracy theorist. <laughs> listen, you don't know. We yeah, yeah. put it this way: I had one of my shows taken down. Enough mm, said. Yeah. Okay. We go. We go for it because okay. we are the we are the ones that ask questions. We are the ones that question everything. We are going deep and going far. We are exposing, trying to wake humanity up on every single level, every single class, every single race. It's up to us or or it's over. Exactly. It's over. And we got to keep doing it. So I support you. And next time we're going for it hard. We're going in. We're going to dive deep. Next one. We get all. Oh, they're not gonna be every ready. They ain't gonna be ready for me and you. <laughs> Have a good one, man. Be safe, all right, brother. I appreciate you. Peace and love. Back at you. Um. Yeah, I could tell he held back a lot because again, he don't know our environment. So now that he knows our environment, I I, I feel like the next couple he will. I might have to. You know what? I'm going to invite him on a bunker. We have to do a bunker and see if he has. I think he'd do really good on a bunker. But I'm being honest about that Uptown Comedy Club thing. Um, it, it, it taught me a lot about life, culture, race. About respect. It's really just uh, we have to we have to we have to um, examine that more because clearly, in my opinion, they always go for the race wars. They always go for the riling up a certain community to divide us, always. And. I think it's time that we just, you know, we don't get crazy. You don't do this. It's well organized what they try to do in the name of, oh, we're going to make things better. There, anytime it's well organized like that, I'm very skeptical. It's a very well paid, funded situation, which um, is coming to fruition. Just show kindness. Just show kindness. And if you don't get it back, so be it. Just keep walking. That's on them. And if I hope, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. There's times where I held open a door and, and they'll walk, an individual walk through the door with an attitude. I don't even say you're welcome. I don't say you're welcome. I don't expect them to say, well, I don't get mad when they don't say thank you. I don't get mad. That's on them. And one day, hopefully, they'll figure it out. But I know that just moments like that. Anyway, spread kindness. Be good. Check out Mazzani. Check him out. Um, yeah. Might some find some cool stuff on there. I've been following him for a while. And I'm glad I got to talk to him today. Be safe, everyone. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for checking into the Bruniverse. And... We'll see you next week.